All right, so we learned today Jaron Duran got optioned down to AAA Worcester. He is not going to make the Red Sox 26-man opening day roster. Uh, instead, though, Rymel Tapia is going to make the opening day uh, roster. He is going to be added to the 40-man roster in the next coming days. Um, just first, quick reaction to when we heard that Duran out and Tapia in, Jamie. I wasn't surprised by that. I mean, I feel like without Tapia's performed this spring, there wasn't a way he couldn't make the team. Um, I mean, Durant didn't do anything to not earn a spot on the team. Tapia was just, I mean, he was a hitting machine. So it's a hard, hard decision for the Sox to make on that front. How about you, Miggy? Thoughts on uh, Jaron to Worcester and not on the Red Sox opening day roster? We all kind of saw that one coming. We, you know, we saw Duran go to the WBC. Uh, you know, he really didn't get many plate appearances with the Sox. I think he only started about eight games with the Sox this spring. So we saw, I mean, I wasn't really too surprised with that move. I'm also not surprised in the sense of, you know, this year we've seen Duran approach the plate differently. So let him work on that technique just a little bit more because in WBC, I don't think he got but about three or four plate appearances, it seemed like. Seemed like Team Mexico really just used him as a pinch runner. So, you know, he really wasn't able to work on that much at all this spring. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had talked about um a little bit on the on the pod whether or not Jaron made the right decision about on going to the WBC. And this was before the High and Bloom episode, and whether or not he made the right decision to to go to the WBC. That did he let Tapia basically steal his job? And I started to think about it after talking on Friday with Heim that maybe it was already predetermined that maybe Duran, no matter what he did this spring, wasn't going to make the opening day roster. And I started to think a little bit deeper and just having from like conversations over the course of the winter. Um, you know, Alex Cora, the second that the Red Sox signed Rymel Tapia was on the Tapia train, basically, you know, this dude was, you know, someone that he wanted to, to get an extended look at and somebody that he thought um, could be a useful piece for his 26 man coming into 2023. And that really ended up being true. It turned out that, that he made the roster again. It helps that he, he mashed all spring. Um, he wants to be here in Boston too. So um I'm not, you know, upset that he made the roster, but I also do think that, you know, the emergence of Ramel Tapia is being a little more overblown, you know, um, the way that he's, that he's being talked about on social media, that like, this is a slam dunk. You, you, you know, you can not, not have him on your roster. Well, he was a minor league signing and there was a reason for that as well. I think that Jaron Duran presents more of an upside. Um, obviously, long-term, he is 27. And I just, for me, and I've said it before, and I'm just going to say it probably one last time with this, would be he looks like a different player. You know, Miggy, you had just mentioned that as well. Um, he physically looks bigger. He looks confident. He went oppo when he was at the plate. Before going to the WBC, he looked different in the field. Um, he looked like he was just part of the team too, through the social media side of it. Um, but I, it doesn't make sense to have him on the Red Sox opening day roster for him to play two times a week. You know, it's mm -hmm. better off go to Worcester, 
get your everyday at bats. And then when a guy inevitably goes down, because it always happens, uh, every team, someone will go down. Duran can come up and start to show why he belongs. And hopefully the third time around goes a lot different from the first two times. Um, but I guess only time's going to tell with that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it probably is going to be with the first one or on the very short list when injuries do arise of guys that um, they're in consideration for bringing to Boston. How how much of like his antics last season do you think played into the whole decision? I know Chris kind of said it kind of seemed predetermined coming into the spring. You know, last season we obviously saw the inside the park Grand Slam. We saw him arguing with a, a fan in Kansas City. You think much of that played into the decision? Much of you think any of that had an effect at all? I don't. I mean, I personally don't think. So. I don't think you know. Of course, someone would hold a grudge like that. Um, I think another thing about it too. It's just that Durant has options, and if you know, after how Type has performed, it's like he obviously would be picked up very quickly by a different team. Um, and at least in Durant's case, you can kind of delay that. You know, having made that decision with him still having the option to go back to Worcester to at least start the year. Um. I think, you know, Jaron's going through some growing pains, but every big league player goes through those growing pains. It's a little more magnified because it's Boston and, you know, a lot of the fans are more in tune. And especially if you're not performing, fans are going to be even more in tune. They're more, they're more laser, um, you know, focused and dialed in. Um, but there's going to be times where there's going to be a, a player who's ranked as a top 10 prospect that might just be a bench player. That, that happens. It's going to happen in baseball. It happens to every team. And you'd like to think that maybe you could have figured that out. But the only way you know is through development. And not only do they develop in the system, but they got to develop at the major league level as well. And you have to see it there. Sometimes guys just can't put it together. Maybe that is what Jaron is. But it does seem like though the Red Sox are committed in Duran and what he could bring to this club. I there's been a lot of like, hey, you know, trade Duran and get a bullpen piece. What are you going to get two days before opening day? I I mean, I, I it was all over social media the last couple of days, and I'm just you know realistically like honest like honest to God like what are you going to acquire two days before the spring? Like what team is going to give up you know a, an arm from their pen? You know, um, the Red Sox don't really have a lot of depth of their upper system when it comes to hitters. Duran, Bobby, they're going to present an op an option for the team if somebody goes down. Valdez will be another option, as well as Brave. So there's now four options, bats at the upper level that can come in. It's not a bad thing to have, but you know, there are just there are some times where players they don't put it together. They're highly touted. They're a top prospect whether it's injury or whatever that just don't put it together and hopefully that's not jaron duran but it could be so tapia is going to be on the 40 man which now means that the red sox have to make a decision on who will have to be removed from the 40 man roster and it's going to be alberto mondesi he's going to get placed in the 60 day il um which i'm a little surprised 
that he's going to go on the 60 day IL. Now, it was talked about at the very beginning of, of Red Sox spring training that Mondesi was behind. So, all right, fine. When we were down in Florida, Mond- um, I'm said that Mondesi was going to was going to do spring training somewhere other than down here. He was going to start the season. It wasn't going to be with Boston either. That stood to be true. Is he really this far behind that you have to put him on the 60-day IL? Or is he like, I don't know, six weeks away and they want him to get legitimate bats throughout the system? Because if he's legitimately 60 days behind, does that give you any sort of concern that is he really still just not healthy? Yeah, I think it's more of this year's second point. I don't think he's 60 days behind. I think he's more like a month, six weeks, and they're kind of just... You know, they need to have free up a roster spot, and this is just one way of doing it. I mean, does have injury history from this time in the Royals, so it's not the best way to start his Red Sox tenure. Um, but I don't think it's he necessarily needs the sixty days. I don't I don't know if it's so far that I don't know if it's so much to say he's sixty days behind, but I think it's just, you know, he's coming off of it's been a long time, obviously. You know, we know what his speed has for him. He's coming off that knee injury. It's more just wanting to be more cautious with that. Um, I mean, our infield, I mean, that's kind of – he was supposed to go in there and him and Royal were going to take, you know, share second base spots. So I think that was just more just trying to be cautious with the two. I'm completely fine with them being cautious, though. Um he, he... You really, you don't need him to be, if he plays a hundred games, that's great. He played fifth. I mean, he he had 50 uh, plate appearances last year, but if he plays a hundred games, fine. Great. And we want him to be healthy. And if he is healthy, he's going to hopefully be a, a dynamic player that can, you know, play short. He can play some second, maybe play some third. Um, he's got speed. So um, I definitely think that, you know, slow playing it is not a bad thing. So I just was a little shocked that it was the 60 day, just kind of based off the way everything was kind of initially being reported. Um, you would think that if a player would potentially be a 60 day candidate, that would have been sniffed out a lot earlier in camp. But maybe people knew and they were just, you know, Hey, let's keep it under wraps because when we go to talk about it, we're probably going to have a roster crunch. So why go ahead and make a big deal about it in early spring when we can talk about it and basically kind of sell it more, but he'll start on that, on that IL. You you think the fact of seeing Bob having some top success, you know, in shortstop and not having to rush Montessi in there played a bit of, bit of a factor on that too? A little bit. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of surprised too. Um, we, you know, for a lot of, a lot of people, they kind of just laughed off Bobby Dahlbeck playing short, but they've, they're kind of turning him into a utility player. You know, he's someone that, you know, he, he looked pretty good at short this spring. He had a, a jumping catch a couple of games ago. I forgot against who it was. It was one of the last two before the end of the, the spring. Um, but, I mean, hell, he can play first. He can play third. Third is natural position. Now you can put him at short. From what I understand, he's going to get some time at second base down in Worcester as well. And hope he gets to get some of that time because I'd love to ask him just his feeling on playing second and kind of moving around the diamond when we're when we're down there covering the, the Woosocks this year. Um, so yeah, the Red Sox are, are kind of, they're trying to create solutions 
you turn a guy like Bobby Dahlbeck into a utility player, it makes sense as to why you don't go and, you know, trade assets and take on $5 million of Joey Wendell from the Marlins this, this winter. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for them, it's if, you know, you, you all know that he can hit the baseball, even though the average and consistency still needs to be worked on. But if you can maximize that by, you know, adding positions to his repertoire, that's not, not a bad thing. We'll see. We'll see what happens, though, with that. But, again, Bob's going to start down in AAA Worcester as well. Um, it would probably, you know, it would make sense if he was be able to create this versatility for himself. It would help sell him to potential other suitors if the Red Sox were to make a trade. I don't think you need to trade Bobby Dahlbeck either. I think Bobby Dahlbeck's the guy that you don't need to go and rush out and deal. Um, you know, I, I look at it from – you know, more of a global aspect of it. The Red Sox are going to be thin in the infield with Adalberto Mondesi on the IL. Yu Chang is now the backup infielder for the Sox. If something happens, Bob's going to be that guy. And it makes more sense because Bob has options versus going and trying to figure out a way to get Ryan Fitzgerald or Nick Sogard on the 40 man and figuring out that whole other, that whole other mess of who would, you know, you would move on from. So, um, it's kind of weird how Bobby Dahlbeck continues to to linger, but his versatility and that still power potential keeps him around. We'll see. I mean, you know, if he can get hot for a little stretch for a couple of weeks, so he gets hurt and they bring him up and he goes on one of his hot spells, you know, I support it. I think we need it, especially with, with, with Story being out and. You know, they're going to need the power if he can get it consistently. I think he'll be the first guy we see get called up this year. Uh, I'll go Duran. 